0: Yeah, Maybe. <laughs> I'm nervous. Maybe. Um, so today, so, okay. So my son, Elliot, has a lot of trouble pooping in the potty. Mm-hmm, okay. yes. So, or he just like doesn't want to. I mean, he just like doesn't want to do it. Not He's do getting well. better. But so his reward for pooping in the potty is he gets to pick a lollipop out. And they're all like the, the whole bag with all the different flavors. They're not dum-dums. They're like off-brand dum-dums.
1: Right. Off-brand
0: dum-dums? Yeah, they're like off-brand dum-dums.
1: Dum-dums mean... are off-brand. Right. Are they? I think. They're like. But people give them out on Halloween and stuff, they right? They do. But
0: what is. The... What's the brand? I don't it's know. What to call... It's uh, but brand. But the point is they're all those ones with the different flavors, right? Mm-hmm. And today he told me he wanted the muffin flavor. Muffin. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know if that exists. And then I was like, well why don't you look in the bag and pick out what you want? And he uh and he like pulled out uh, this Brought this brown one and I lo- and he's like muffin coffee and I was like what and I looked at it and it's root beer so it's like a root beer mug with oh. the bubbles oh. so it looks like a fucking muffin and to him anything with a handle is coffee so he's like muffin coffee that oh my goodness that is adorable. adorable I know right that is fucking the best oh so, my god muffin
2: coffee oh my I, god <laughs> root beer
1: is now mu- muffin coffee from exactly. now on I
2: like that name change I approve Definitely. I want to know
1: bribery. The, that's I how will, we do things at my house. Bribery. I will check back with you about the brand of those. La La
0: La I d- I don't know. It's something we got they on called Amazon. Called like bum bums or something. Bum bums. Ew. Mm,
2: that that's not appealing. No. No. I'm just
0: thinking dum dums like gum dum gumms. dums. So it's like faux. So it's like faux bums. <laughs> <laughs> faux faux dum fums. dums.
2: Faux fums. <laughs> like does it have arsenic in it makes you wonder oh god i hope not oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry sorry. no no no, it's okay no it's fine i'm fine with it i'm
0: fine with that joke it's fine it's fine It's fine.
2: but you're not
1: (laughs) oh my god we just made two terrible jokes
0: about dum-dums bums and arsenic arsenic. we've checked all the boxes (laughs) Mm -hmm. um Welcome to the Georgia Made Podcast. Welcome. Hello. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Nicole. I'm your other host, Sarah. And we have a special guest tonight. Special I'm guest. Patrick Morgan. Welcome back. I talked Morgan. over
1: your introduction. Your name is what?
2: Patrick Morgan.
1: Okay, cool.
0: Welcome, Patrick. Welcome back to the Patrick podcast. Patrick is one of our besties. We I'm love so Patrick. glad to be back. Um, This is like the all Patrick episode. Oh. <gasps> Because so we're going to be interviewing you about your film, The Duchess of Grant Park.
2: Oh, I'm so excited! Oh, I'm Ask excited. Ask away. Oh, I'm excited for both of y'all because we're all doing it together. I it's
0: know. I am so excited. Patrick about this. is
1: the producer and star. That's Nicole right. is the at uh, uh, acting and no, editing. what what was the name of your character? I forget. the oh, name Oh, Lisa. Lisa. Yeah, and the
0: editor. That's and right. The superwoman. Am I? I don't you know. Are, you, I'm not. So, no, you're the soup you're look, you're the one who's like putting this whole shebang together.
2: Right. But half of this wouldn't be coming together if you're like, oh, no, I can totally do that. Like, I can do no, this. And It's like you are literally putting on a cape and you're like, cool, I'm just going to save the day I, and, like, prevent me from having a further panic attack. So, no, yeah. yeah.
0: I'm just chipping in. I like this project. It's really special. And I'm just – I'm chipping in. I'm well, chipping in. There's a lot of people chipping in. There are a lot of to people. To make this happen. And, and, and I'm, I'm so just, incredibly grateful. I'm gra- I'm grateful to be a part of it. Yep. So more on that in a moment. Okay. Um, Is this a word from our sponsor? Had a couple, well, no. I wanted to talk about a couple of things before we get into the, the meat of this episode sandwich.
2: Okay. I love a sandwich.
0: Mm, God, I love a sandwich oh, too. I don't eat meat anymore though. Still vegan in case anybody's wondering.
2: They make good vegetarian sandwiches. They, they do. do.
0: It's true. Um, I just ordered like... $100 worth of like vegan cheese from this like online grocery. Whoa. Wait, I
2: feel like you brought vegan cheese one time and I, did. I feel like it was delicious. It, yes. And this Ish. is
0: different vegan cheese. I'm trying some different how stuff. How much? It's vegan brie. How <gasps> oh, stop much can it. a hundred do- dollars buy? Imagine you not that much. Well, I, got, vegan I cheese. got cream cheese, I got sour cream, I got a couple wheels of cheese. I also added in a few other things like some uh, mushroom jerky because you know what? I love jerky.
2: Okay. Two things I learned. There's mushroom Mushroom jerky jerky and that also you love jerky. I love jerky. Okay. In
0: fact, when I was vegetarian before, like I like in my 20s, the one thing that I could not resist was jerky. It's actually my favorite set snack. It is because it's like chewy.
2: It's like chewy meat. It's like gummy meat. Exactly. Like, gummy. It's gummy meat. Gummy meat. Yeah. And it's like when you
0: eat oh. it immediately, <laughs> you have more energy.
2: Sarah, you does do not like it. That. that was a, that was like jerky. a <laughs> face of just like, jer- no.
1: Jer- 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 jerky is like chewy salt. Yes. It's like salt. You I chew on. I love salt. It's so good. You know,
0: frankly, I could just eat salt. Probably.
2: Um. <laughs> I could too. In fact, that's I, a lot of food I just view as salt delivery vehicles.
0: It's true. Mm-hmm. It's so
2: true. Bacon, major very salt delivery vehicle, true. and also very jerky esque. So, you
0: always so, end up talking about food. Can we actually. not? I'm actually really <laughs>
1: hungry right now. I feel
0: like Patrick just blends right in with yes, our, yes. Our, our obsessive food talk. Um, But what I did want to talk about is that we just, what I so what I wanted to talk about is I wanted to ask everybody what have you been watching? before we get into this interview. Okay. What have you been watching? So who wants to go first? Everybody's been watching something. I'll go
2: first. I've okay, been, please go. I've been watching Succession on HBO. Ooh, how's that? Because after Eddie and I finished watching Handmaid's Tale, we we're like, we need to find something else that's not as dark and depressing.
0: Yes. Oh, God. I what is Succession about? So Handmaid's
2: they bill Tale it yet. as a comedy mm-hmm. drama. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And it's about this really rich family in New York who's sort of a blend between... 45's family and Rupert Murdoch's family.
0: Oh my god, really?
2: Yeah, because it's oh this my god, big this conglomerate so scandalous. family and all of them hate each other. Yes. Like,
0: so it's like fucking Dynasty.
2: It's like Dynasty, but they all hate each other and the daughter gives such amazing one-liners because she's the only competent one out of the bunch okay. besides the father.
0: Wait, is she supposed to be like Ivanka though?
2: Yes, mm. but better. Okay, okay.
0: But, but like if Ivanka wasn't like an evil
2: her name is Shiv and she okay. owns herself Shiv <laughs> right so Wow. <laughs> do not fuck with her that's her that's her her full name is Siobhan but
0: okay well call Shiv
2: okay and well that makes sense because she cuts like a knife and nice. I, I'm here for it you know day.
1: Siobhan is spelled S-I-O-B-A-H-N I do so Shiv would have been S-I-O-B
2: mm-hmm.
1: maybe oh I don't know
2: they call it – you're right on that spelling. On the they just, script?
1: In the script, is it just – It's
2: Shiv, though, because I watched the closed captions for a bit, and it's okay. S-H-I-V.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. So family feuding. Um, Tell us more.
2: So, okay. Okay. So the father is just an absolute – Well, he,
0: I love that actor. He was on Westworld yeah. – he was on Westworld, The Father. Okay. He played um, the, uh, well, I don't want to give too much away. Have you watched Westworld? Yes, all of it. Okay, well, you remember the uh, ma- the patriarch of the family that, that funds the ranch?
2: Oh, my goodness. Yes, it's all coming back to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. was trapped in that.
0: Yes, well, who cares? We've right. all seen you've seen what We've all seen I, Westworld, I right? Sorry, I should stop spoiling okay, stuff. Okay, so spoilers for Westworld. We do this all the fucking okay. time. If you listen to the show and we bring it up, you know we're about to fucking spoil it. So just like fast forward a little bit if you right. haven't watched Spoilers for season two of Westworld, which came on like two years ago. Yeah. BT and- Dubs. Um, he played the patriarch of the family, can't remember his name right now, Delos. It was Delos. Yes. And he was they were funding Westworld. And he wanted to have his consciousness put in a robot when he died because he wanted to live forever and they couldn't get it right. So Ed Harris kept coming in and talking to him and trying to uh, Uh, and trying to like see if he was sentient. And in the end, he just ended up being trapped in there for eternity. And I love that that actor. He's so So good.
2: good. And he plays this role so well. It is like. So forty five isn't that smart, but I imagine it's what Rupert Murdoch is like mm. behind the scenes okay. before he did pass. Yeah, thank God. Um, that <laughs> may not be right, but we're going to go with it. Yeah, um, yeah. And his his one son Roman is a dumbass. Okay, but then his he's other he's like
0: the Fredo of the family,
2: right? right? But he owns his dumbassery. Okay, like and then there's Kendall, his other son, who is all like, I want to do well, but also I'm addicted it's like to stuff. Karen Culkin. Kieran Culkin is Roman. Oh, he's the dumbass. Right, but he plays it so well. I love that So well. He just owns his shit. Kendall does not own his shit, and that is the big problem. Everybody owns their shit except for Kendall. Okay. And he's all like, no, I'm going to do good. I'm going to do better, except he just can't. Okay. And you want to root for him. And then you're just like, man, you are just such a sad sack of potatoes. No wonder. So let me just back up a little bit and just give you my favorite quote from the show. Okay, please do. Kendall was supposed to take over. Like, his dad was supposed to step down. But then okay. his dad's all like, no, you know what? I'm not going to. Of course. Long story short, they're all meeting together, the two the siblings. And Shiv is all like, out of 7 billion people in the world, dad wanted anyone but you to take over. Like, that's...
0: Mm. She cuts Why like a Why can't knife. she be in charge? I don't want to give her any spoilers, but oh. the
2: episode last night, wink, wink. Um, okay.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: So we just started season se- two.
1: How many seasons?
2: They have two seasons out on HBO and then I think they're just about to release the third season.
0: So this is like Wait, what's oh I thought they right just when... released season two. I must be wrong. Maybe about they just it. did. Okay, I, I they don't did. know.
2: That could be right. Well so HBO was...
0: releases them weekly. They do. As opposed to Netflix, which releases them all at once.
2: It they're just finishing season two then okay. because I was okay. reading on Vulture some in yeah, so it is season
1: two. Sorry, 10. you were about to say something. So this was basically created and and as a re, re, reaction to the election of forty five. If it's two almost three seasons,
2: I don't think it was created in reaction.
0: Maybe the like inspired all these by. Power, I think inspired these by power conglomerate families that yeah, exist in our that was because it
2: does feel like an amalgamation of forty five and Rupert Murdoch's family because mm-hmm. the roy's in that show Succession they are. A media family and mm, the dad okay. is all like hey let's go buy a local tv stations and the sons yeah. are all like that's a horrible idea because nobody watches tv anymore so you're mm. gonna kill the company mm-hmm. uh, but yeah but we can manipulate people right
0: mm-hmm. um wow okay so that sounds fucking fascinating it is. adding it to my list yes and definitely. it's dark comedy like okay
2: there's no man that's funny that's like that's
0: you're just like uh, i'm uncomfortable right now right like, that's, I feel so bad like for you. too close. Too but, soon. Yeah. Too close. Too soon.
2: <laughs> I don't even know. It's like, it's all them. Like, it's just, it's just someone who can't do right. And yeah. if, I guess you're rich and whatever, you're like, look at how hilarious that is. But if you're poor like us, then you're like, that's just, an, like, that's not funny. That's like kicking someone all the way down. It's punching, punching down. Yes. You should be punching. There down. we go. Except. But the, the
0: show is punching up.
2: There we go. Yes. Which is what yes. makes it work. Yes. Right.
0: Yes. Um for those of you who in the uh, who listening who are not uh comedy writers there's a concept known as punching up and punching down and the concept in comedy is that you always want to punch up you want to punch to the people in the upper status and the upper echelon because mm-hmm. when you punch down when you punch to people that are in at, at any kind of disadvantage or who are just like if you're in a privileged position and you're making fun of people that are not in that position, then the comedy becomes mean and it's not funny anyway. So that's what we're, what we mean by punching up. Indeed. Yeah. What are you watching? Uh, Sarah, I, first of all, I am surprised to hear that you're watching this and I want, I just have to know more. I've already seen the whole thing. (gasps) How do I I not know? But I watched the whole thing years ago. How did I, how could we have been friends this long and I didn't know this? Because I had why? tried to watch the show and I was like, I don't think this is for me. So I want to hear. It's not for you. It's not. For, <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not for me either. But, but you can't help yourself. Okay, is it fit okay. for human consumption? The
1: show is workaholics. And I love all those actors. Uh, that's why I watch. Who's I love it?
0: the actors. It has. And on, I admire what they've done. Andres home. So this is not a new show. This is a show that's been canceled, or done, it or
1: died.
0: It died. It
1: died. Uh, no, it
0: didn't. R.I.P. It didn't
1: die. They, they they ended it. Ended it. Yeah, on okay. their terms. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, I only know. Okay, so Blake something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did not write anything episode home, and um, they don't need our publicity. And no. Adam, <laughs> D-
2: Devine?
1: Adam, Adam Devine. Adam Devine. Oh. But in the, in the in the show, he's Adam something else. But they they name the characters after themselves. They base mm-hmm. the characters on characters of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very it's a lot of dick humor. It's a lot mm. of being dick insecure about drugs dick size and farts okay. and right. it's boy humor. It's not yeah. even like male humor. It's, it's like boy bro. Humor. It's like bro. It's bro.
0: Bro. Mm. Okay. okay. Now I so what keeps you watching it? The actors, the 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 actors. Okay, and plus no disparaging the show. I just like I tried watching it and I was like, oh yeah, no, it's not.
1: It's not for us. I don't know if it's for you, Patrick. I don't think so. Um, yeah, no, mm -hmm. I don't think so. Um, it is funny in some ways it's it's mostly funny in how they act not okay. the words coming out of their mouths okay but just the i just like the idea about these guys who like they also like wrote and cre- 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 created the shit yeah. Yeah. so it's it's not just right it's not just them as like actors it's like they mm-hmm. like cre- created the shit yeah. and yeah. like it's it is creek cre- creative but it is that type of bro kind of
0: it seems humor. like an inversion on the workplace comedy mm-hmm. like a mm. su- sorry a subversion on an inversion yeah, It it's like a say. subversive in Im- workplace comedy yeah yeah okay. um
1: yeah no and the there's a whole like run, run running gag where they um it's like why why aren't why don't they get fi- fired and then each time that they are like, are super close to, to, to being fired fire. They somehow like pull something out, out, out of their, 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 their ass. And like, yeah. So it, it is definitely cr- creative and stuff. And there's how this came up was that I was talking about loose butthole versus tight butthole. Have mm-hmm. you guys heard that?
2: Have not, but I'm curious. Well, I've heard it in different contexts. So
1: it's, it's a <laughs> a running joke on the show. That's like tight butthole is like, cool. Uh, uh, Awesome. Like, you really you want to be tight butthole. But I always like, thought it would be like uh, be tight. The opposite, yeah. The no, but tight butthole is like, that's tight butthole. Like, oh. but like loose butthole is like, like oh, okay. Like, yeah. The
2: bad. loose butthole is yeah. going to let out shit. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. do you find yourself saying this at work then? No. Or that'd be <laughs> no. hilarious if you
2: did. Like
1: li- literally that's the first time I've y- used that since I like your boss comes by and is like giving tight
0: you butt- something hole. to do and you're like, Cool, 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 cool. type up type butthole. Type
2: butthole. Cool. I'm gonna start oh, using cool. this at work. I'm gonna tell my uh coworker Greg and we're gonna start using this because yeah. I don't know if you remember the one-minute play that I was in. Yeah. I think that Rachel had written, and there's one line in there like it helps with the algorithm. And I told yes. Greg about that, and to this day I still repeat that at work. So now yeah. it's going to be tight but whole.
1: So there's um, a a stay, stay, stand up special that just came out that Adam Devine did, and okay. he um, he said that there was the first time he got r- recognized. Was like he he was on the street and this guy was like in a car and he was like <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the, the guy was like <laughs> it was like
1: hey hey yo you you Adam you got a tight butthole man
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like I'm famous
1: no but, but it's sick. not it's not a tight butthole it's so he you you, didn't even you do it you are tight butthole so it's, he didn't you even. you got a tight butthole man and then and then Adam right. responded. I'm being recognized.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and was like, oh, shit. That's when you know you're, so you're, it's like, oh, uh, this is what I'm famous for. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I, I asked for this. Yeah. This is what and I And then he for. thought
1: about how that would be perceived by everyone around him. Like, someone's telling him he has a type of and he's like, I'm being recognized.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like, he is sorry, the I think on just the block. stole
0: his bit from his... You know what? It's He's so- fine. He's not going to come after us. Wouldn't it be awesome you know what? if he come knocked on the door, us, door Adam, right him. now? Come, come for, for us. us. I dare you. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, that's eye-opening.
2: Really? Maybe I'll
0: give it a shot. I did try watching their movie on Netflix. And again, I appreciate what they do. I think it's exciting. It's just like maybe Actually, not for me. I tried watching
1: the movie. And the entire time used I watched the show, mm. I was like – Oh God, Nicole would hate this. Like, literally, <laughs> like, like, I was thinking that constantly. I was like, whoa, Nicole would hate me for, for
0: wa- no. wa- watching this. No. Chris and I tried to watch their movie on Netflix, which I can't even remember what the name of it now is, but it's like an action movie parody. Yeah. And we watched it for like legit 10 or 15 minutes. And Chris was like, what else is on? He <laughs> was like, oh. He's like, we can do better than this. <laughs> so,
1: so, so, so. Someone I know told told, told me that he, he had watched this, and he said the first 15 minutes were rough. But then after that, it got oh, a little bit it was bed, like, bed,
0: better. It was like there was a lot of, like, used condom humor and, like, it's like, okay. look, I like a good sperm joke. I feel like we've right. talked about this already. <laughs> but but used like, condoms to are nasty. a point. To a point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's not for me, and that's fine. And the world is full of people who... That enjoy that and that's fine. I'm not hating Some on that. Some people like the pickles
2: cucumber, as Dave Chappelle says.
0: The the what?
2: Some people like their pickles cucumbered, right? As Dave Chappelle their says. Their pickles cucumber Yep.
0: I never finished watching his special. I, I haven't
2: watched it
1: myself. I watched his special. I, I, I love like to
2: leave people in the past how I can admire them instead of bringing them in the future where they may flounder.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. He's he's a little um. He's a great comedian. He's very mm-hmm. smart, very mm-hmm. talented, but he. he his humor can be a little offensive. Yeah. He's not very woke, if you know what I mean. Well, the
2: problem, not the problem, but he's changed. Yeah. And at the time, he was very woke, and I think mm-hmm. he is yeah. still very woke. Like, I I feel like I either heard someone talking about this or he reading.
0: Is, I feel like he's in some ways and then not in other ways. Yeah. Well, anyway, sorry, you were yeah. going to, let me, let, you should. You,
2: no, they were just ahead. saying like, the person that he's on stage now is not who he is in real life because mm. they're saying they live in the town with him and like, hey, what's up? And mm-hmm. he remembers all these small details and mm-hmm. it—it's just not the same persona, which makes, it makes sense. See like, the character that he's entertaining, doing, yeah. and then being you is two totally different people, and, or it can be.
0: I mean, Chappelle's show is like a landmark to me of like, uh, like what I would put in the category of like, I don't want to. It, I, I feel like it's hard to call it activist sketch comedy, but in a way there's something like there's, he had s- maybe satire is a better, but it's something we had been talking about when we were doing those live sketches where it was like the humor we were making, the fun we were poking was at things that made people uncomfortable that were trying to break down societal and cultural norms. Yeah. And I feel like his sketch show did that. And like, no one can deny that um and when i watch, watched watched he had two specials we watched one of them and i remember chris and i were watching it and we we're like man there's like some some s- like transphobic jokes in here and yeah. stuff and that was the stuff where mm-hmm. i was like wow mm-hmm. like uh, you know that that, yeah. that those were the things that i felt like were maybe not yeah. uh in, yeah it was the transphobic not, yeah. jokes so, that i was like yeah
2: Ugh. and also part of the problem too and i think John Stewart kind of touched on this when he was leaving his show is like mm-hmm. when both Dave Chappelle and John Stewart started out like they were outside of mm-hmm. the establishment and right. then all of a sudden they become the establishment mm-hmm. and you can't it's hard. It's hard to get uh-huh. back. Yeah. Outside. And yeah. so like, yeah, I don't know totally where,
0: understand that
2: where that's going. But it's like sometimes I think for some comedy like the kind they were doing, especially mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle you have to be on the outside because like what you're talking about of like Mm -hmm, punching up instead of punching down. Yeah. And And now
1: he's punching down. And not meaning to, but
2: Not not with every joke. Not meaning to, but he's gotten so up there where it's just like he's so privileged and Mm -hmm. so visible that it's hard to not punch down. Mm -hmm.
0: That's a good point. And I do think he's a brilliant comedian and I will always admire him and Half Baked is a fucking great movie.
2: I've never seen Half Baked. I've never seen Half
0: Baked. guys... When I was in my twenties, smoking weed like every fucking day, uh, every day we watched that movie. Like I had it on DVD. We wore that shit fucking out. Oh my god! Every goddamn day, I came home from my waitressing job and put on <laughs> Half Baked and smoked a smoked a bowl, and it was like, <sighs> I love that movie.
2: We would turn on SpongeBob. <laughs> I used to watch or Power Disney Puff movies.
0: Girl, Perfect Girls and Half Baked were my two favorite things to watch. But I, I, I was, I'm a little, I'm a little old. So not. uh okay, so anyway, thank you, Sarah, for telling us yeah. about workaholics. Um What do you want? What do you want? What do you what are you watching? I'm watching a lot of things. I'm watching Glow, but I'm not all the way through it yet, so I don't want to comment on that. But one thing I did want to talk about, and I'm gonna put this up on the writers group too when I finish watching it, but which is um so I listened to this interview with this filmmaker, and God help me, I didn't write her name down. It's like Naomi something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, she made a film called Bite Me, which is a romantic comedy about a, vampir- a vampire, like a real-life vampire. Like, you know that culture of people that they believe they're vampires and they get blood from donors? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it's a movie about that, and she – and her and, like, their – Her and her group of vampires are trying to create a nonprofit and they get rejected and they get audited by. So it's like this accountant guy who finds himself in this fish out of water situation where he's around all these vampire people. And I
2: love it when it's all as an accountant because that means that they're all stuffy and buttoned up and then they have to shake their hair loose.
0: Exactly. And so there's – she made this movie. And uh, when it was time to distribute the movie, they she they had already made a film and distributed it, and and they didn't get any. They basically got no money for this movie that they distribute. They they had a distributor, and they made like five thousand dollars. So I'll take um, that right now, yeah, right. But the, they spent like like five hundred thousand dollars or something making oh the God.
2: movie. Okay.
0: Now here's the amazing thing about this. So the interview is on. Indie Film Hustle podcast, which is, I think, a podcast that a lot of fil- indie filmmakers listen to. It was a fairly recent. I don't know the episode number, but it was a recent episode. I believe the title was something like Make Money Distributing Your Own Film. Mm-hmm. So when they when it came to Bite Me, they decided to self-distribute. And one of the things they did was do this uh, tour. They rented an RV and they did like a 51-city tour where they took the movie out and they didn't just show the movie. They did a whole experience. They did a vampire's ball where they had encouraged people to come in costume and stay for the ball. And their thinking was, we'll sell tickets on the tour. We'll raise visibility for the online sales. They decided to self-distribute on using like iTunes and stuff. And, uh, and then they also sold merch. So that's like kind of the baseline idea of what's going on. And she talks about it extensively in this interview and, like, how they did money-wise. The thing I love about it is their transparency with the numbers. Like, they spent a half million making this movie, right? Mm-hmm. And they uh, – or was not a million? They might have spent a half million on the first movie and a million on this one. I don't know. But they had investors and shit. That's crazy. And so they're very transparent about how much money they made on the tour and everything. But not only did they do this interview, but there's a whole YouTube series for free – On the web called the Joyful Vampire Tour. And that was the name of the tour. And they took a documentary crew with them, and the documentary crew filmed them throughout this journey. And there's like, I don't know, like 10 or 12 episodes. And I'm only like two episodes in, but they're like breaking down, like, here's how we wanted to make this. And you kind of go with them on this journey as to like, so it's a really interesting. Totally transparent look at self-distribution, which is what a lot of people feel like is the wave of the future for indies because, uh, you know, although it's wonderful that we have access to all this gear and stuff like
2: getting it out there,
0: getting it out there is hard and getting it seen because like theatrical runs aren't what they used to be monetarily. Going to a festival and getting a, getting a big check cut to you from a studio isn't really happening any. That doesn't really happen anymore. Even when you get distributors, you often don't make the money back that you need to. You never see like, can you imagine spending a half million on a movie and then getting five thousand mm-hmm. dollars? How would you? What the fuck? You feel you know? horrible. Well, I'd you looked, wouldn't be able to pay like, your investors back.
2: I had looked into this actually when I finished writing my first screenplay after college, and I was like. I don't think Tyler Perry had blown up as big as he had yet, but mm-hmm. it's oh, the whole Tyler
0: Perry—he took is the shining example.
2: Of he this. took a stage show and he just marketed, did the Chitlin' Circle and all that. But I thought about that with my first film of like mm-hmm. looking into like theaters like Landmark because they have several locations. All they throughout. said
0: they had no problem booking theaters, yeah, because so, those theaters got nothing going on right now, yeah, except for Marvel movies occasionally. And know?
2: so, like, I looked into it and ran some of the costs. I don't have those costs anymore, but it was yeah. like. This could be feasible.
0: Yeah. Uh and the, the the thing about Tyler Perry is he did that stage show and he did yeah. that same stage show year after year yeah. until that he, he sold that place out. It took him 6 years to get to the point where he was selling that thing out and I don't know. I love to I'd love to talk about Tyler Perry on another episode like a whole episode about Tyler yeah. Perry because I'm really fascinated by his career. He just opened up a whole new studio. He did. And it's it's on the fucking sign. When you're driving on, I don't know, I 20 or where whatever uh, highway it is? Highway 166. Okay. And there's Lengthard a Parkway. fucking, so- like, you can see it's right up there with, like, the exit ramp. My so cool. My
2: dad used to work at Fort McPherson. Like the oh, The okay. building he bought. My dad used to work in that building. Nice. And was trapped in that building because of 9 11. Oh, wow. Not, not physically trapped, just he couldn't go home for three days because sure. they didn't know what the hell was going right. on.
0: They didn't have any idea. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I ha- I'm only two episodes in, but I think it's really the, interesting. The jo- jo- joyful va- va- Vampire Tour, right? And then the uh, the YouTube channel is called Bite Me, Bite Me. Okay. And uh, I'm only, but I'm. It's really interesting. The uh, the the filmmaker is very like charismatic and interesting to watch. And you don't get that information. Like nobody gives you those numbers. And it's something I've been thinking a lot about. Like how to self distribute. Our work, I think something like that would work very well with the Duchess. I think so. Because the Duchess, like you've already, you're already kind of, cr- and we haven't talked about uh, the, f- we're about to get into this interview with maybe this is a good segue. But mm-hmm. like, I feel like the Duchess, you're already kind of making her into this local personality, which I feel like could also translate to a, an experience yes. that could be toured.
2: When yeah, I started know? thinking about the end game of all this, be- and that's one of the reasons I loved the scene spark creative sustainability summit that i went to earlier this year mm-hmm. she thought of she asked us to think about like what's the end game for this right. or whatever project you're doing like mm-hmm. and so i like the end game for the duchess of being someone you can take on tour and also spreading this message about mental health, health and love and love mm-hmm. and also lgbt issues yeah. especially mm-hmm. like if i were to take it on tour or something like especially in the rest of georgia i feel like the rest of Georgia and the rest of the Southeast are so forgotten about when it comes to LGBT mm-hmm. issues. Sure. yeah. And so I feel like it That's could work beautiful. really well on that. Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, check that out. Yeah. Uh, I. Spoiler alert, they did not make their money back on the tour um, because I'm not going to, I'll let you guys check it out and see what happens. But again, the budget for the film was like, let's say it was a half million. It may yeah. have been a million for that film. Um, uh, the most they could make on the tour was forty thousand if they sold out every screening, which they did not. Mm-hmm. And so that whole thing was a plus the experience. tour cost money, ma- 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 right? Hotels 92. and food and, and the RV. Well, they actually stayed in the RV. Oh, okay, yeah, that does make sense. Um, but they anyway. I haven't gotten through it, so I don't know what else they learned. But they also sold merch, so they had merch that they were selling. And th- last time I heard, they hadn't gotten the numbers back from the online sales yet. But still. Uh, they, she already. She said, "No matter what, on the tour, I've already seen more money back on this tour than I did when I had a distributor." Yeah. So that's a step in the right direction, even if it wasn't like 100 successful, right? It's still like you're still getting more, and you're in control of the whole thing.
2: You're you're getting more back, and then also your audience building. So let's say you did that. It's like what you said then about the next Perry. time you
0: go out, you get mm-hmm. more. Yeah.
2: Say so exactly. just building upon it.
0: You're just building. A, you're building the people that are hungry for the product yeah. that you're selling. Um, also, like if uh, and you know, I feel like the key right now in independent film is to make the film for as not to make it for so little money that no one gets paid, but to make it for as little money as you can feasibly make. Like, you know, maybe instead of spending a a half million, maybe you make it for 250 or maybe you make it for 100 or maybe 75 or whatever, whatever that lower amount is. So that when you're doing the self-distribution, like that number, that gap Mm -hmm. that you have to make up isn't quite so big. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. I've never sold a fucking movie, but
2: but that math makes sense. Like that's just basic math. But
0: one day I hope to (laughs) going
2: to. Hopefully. And we're all going to take it all our movies on tour and be like this. Let's do a whole fucking
0: tour. Uh, yeah. Like the amazing, the amazing fucking Queens tour. The amazing like that. God, God damn it. Tour. Yes.
2: I can't believe I just said that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that tour. Yeah. All
0: right. So I think this is an excellent segue to talk yes. about the Duchess of Grand Park. Okay. So... Um, this is, of course, this episode is going to be a, our second installment, so you, we've already had you on, even though we're recording these in reverse, <laughs> so it's a little weird. It makes uh, sense. We've already, in in theory, we've already had you on to talk about the Emmys. They were wonderful. Uh, they were great. Yeah. Uh, we had a wonderful discussion. It was uh, fabulous.
2: So many things covered. Um, mm.
0: But now we're going to get, we, I'd like to get deeper into talking about your film, The Judges of Graham Park, and... Um, like, so let's let's get to that. OK, um, where do you want to start? Sarah, feel free to dr- jump in at any time if you want to. But I feel like like I'd like to get started just by having you tell us a little bit about your work up to this point as an actor and a writer. Like you're like a little brief, you know, rundown of. Where you've been before you got to this point where okay. you were making this film. Um,
2: well, do we want to start at the beginning where I was born or do we want to come a little bit <laughs> I forward? Mean, I mean, str-
0: <laughs> I've, I've got a cup of golden potion <laughs> uh, and I'm ready for whatever How, whatever you want
2: to talk no, about. No, we won't go that far back. We'll just like, I guess this is my 10th year of writing and acting like
0: that's fucking exciting
2: 10 years wow yeah 10 years ago I went back to school UG, after taking a long break and I was like you know what I want to focus on I want to focus on film and I don't know what I'm gonna do after that but I've always wanted to do acting so we're gonna do that nice and I studied with Dr. Cheryl D. Huddleston who taught me about dramatic writing okay Mm. writing plays and screenplays and she helped me in editing one of my very first screenplays which is untitled but I it had a working title of Ava about okay. a trans woman. That was my very first screenplay. Wow. Cool. And it was about a trans woman having an affair with a married guy. Mm-hmm. And she and the wife end up becoming best friends. I
0: love oh, that. Oh, that's it's, great. That sounds wonderful. I'm still
2: editing, still working on it, still want to do it. Um, yeah. Yes. So hopefully that'll be my next project.
0: I love it. Awesome. Then
2: fast forward to 2012 where I met you all at Pinch and Ouch. Aww. Mm-hmm. And we were acting. We were learning Meisner. And it was amazing. We were, yes. And then fast forward to 2016 when y'all formed Critical Crop Top. And that's where I feel like I grew as an actor and a writer. And Aww. I say that all the time to everyone because y'all really gave me a chance. And just a chance to grow and a chance for all of us to work on our craft. And, yeah, like the sketch shows and the writer's rooms, like that just – it just helped me practice my craft so much that – I feel led up to this point because it was when you all were going to do micro shorts that you. Right. I brought the, in the Duchess. The ill-fated micro shorts. Right. <laughs> I don't think ill-fated everything happens for a reason.
0: I agree. I totally agree. And I remember. And we've it, talked about this. Yeah. Yeah.
2: At first, y'all had asked me to do a micro short. I was like, I don't know if I want to do it. I don't know. And then I came into the writer's room and we read the Duchess. Yeah. And back,
0: which at that time was like a more of a five page
2: thing. Right, it was yeah. five page, yeah. and you're like, let's cut this down even more to make it a micro short, and so we did.
0: Or it was like seven, and we cut it down to five, something like that. Because I know ultimately it was like five pages. I feel
2: yes, like. yeah, yes. and that was a struggle because
0: that was as far as anyone could get their scripts down. No one could get them. There was no fucking micro. No one could get <laughs> down it down smaller than it's, five pages. It was hard. It's, yeah.
2: um but yeah, it's hard to tell a story in that short amount. But at that point, the Duchess, she was just this. She was this off the wall character, and I mm-hmm. think. I was really inspired at the time by Florence Foster Jenkins and Meryl yes, Streep portraying her, yes. mm-hmm. and this idea of this over-the-top character. Yeah, um, because the Duchess, she was just like, "I'm claiming Grant Park as my duchy," and then, at, and
0: that was kind of the joke. That I, was that, a that joke. Was like, kind mm-hmm. of the subject of the film was this joke about this. It's like ridiculous that Grant Park and Grant Park, for those of you, I think a lot of our listeners are from Atlanta, but if you're not from Atlanta, Grant Park is a neighborhood in Atlanta.
2: Yes. Beautiful neighborhood. It's a beautiful neighborhood, dates back to the 1800s and then Grant Park inside of the neighborhood is an actual park that was designed by the sons of the architect who designed Grant, not Grant Central, but Central Park in New York. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Um, And I feel like there's... There's also some connection to Piedmont Park as well, like a connection with the designers or whatever. Okay. But um,
0: And we took our photos for our first live sketch show back in 2016 in mm-hmm. front of the mural at Grand
2: Park. Yes. Because it was right down the street from
0: Laura's house. It sure was. Yeah. It's yeah. right
2: across from Ormond, Par- Ormond Grant Park yeah. off Ormond Street. But yeah, and now the Duchess is this 17, 18-page behemoth mm-hmm. with four shooting.
0: How long it should be. Like that's yeah. And that's the serendipity of the micro shorts not working out. And these things happen. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you just can't get the money together. Yeah. Um, and I had always felt like kind of bad because I was like, ah, like I really wanted the script to get made. And then you and Brandon um, were like, we're making this anyway. Yeah. And then ended up expanding the story, which I feel like this is. It never, it shouldn't have been yeah. the five-page thing. It always should have been this yeah. longer, so, deeper story. What
1: used to, wh- what was the joke turned into, there's this real wo- wo- woman who has, like, this is not her a, a joke. This is like, she does this to help pe- people. She does this to help herself and her own, you know, well-being. yeah. And, It's a really like feel good Mm -hmm. type film, and like there are still jokes and stuff, but yeah, I I I I like the way this is. Yeah, it's a character that
2: has more depth, and I think that once Brandon and I talked about expanding it, I really wanted to focus on Brandon Mitchell, director of The Duchess of Grand
0: Park. No, I'm just interjecting. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you,
2: I appreciate that. So to see, I really wanted to find a way to portray trans characters that weren't going back to the old days of like blackface for black people or just making someone cartoonish but giving Mm -hmm. someone that has depth and saying this is a real person and their attempts may be misguided but they're still trying to do good in the world and Yeah. There's something else going on behind there that you find out in the movie. Um, Yes. No spoilers. No, I'm not spoiling it. So
0: we're already kind of dancing around it, but why don't – and I I have a feeling we'll have – we'll have already talked about this in the other episode. But for those who might be joining us just for this episode, just give us, like, maybe a couple of sentences – what is the Duchess of Grant Park about because we're kind of dancing around okay
2: it. the Duchess of Grant Park is about a woman who claims Grant Park as her duchy and then the journalist James who is doing a documentary about her and is trying to figure out who are you and why have you claimed Grant Park as your duchy?
0: Mm-hmm. Right I love it um so there's this mixture of the like sort of interview footage as he's doing this documentary but also him like sort of on this quest to like discover more about this yes amazing. And someone who's almost like almost like one of those local characters yeah. in our neighborhood,
2: like Baton Bob here in Atlanta, or mm-hmm. Blondie here mm-hmm. in Atlanta, mm-hmm. or I feel like Kat was telling me about someone, these twins in San Francisco, but okay, yeah, but and even like Marsh P Johnson was in New York City before right. she right. became infamous, mm-hmm. sure. So sure. yeah,
0: yeah, I think that's a great parallel to this story. And
2: actually, um, Brandon wanted to pull in a lot of. Lady Chablis energy, and I feel like that fits very well mm, with the Duchess. Another
0: amazing local Georgia character yeah. from Savannah,
2: and so yeah. I loved his idea of finding a way to pay homage to her and like pulling her into that. And That's yeah, beautiful. And a little story about that: while I was going to school in Athens, I got the opportunity to meet Lady Chablis at. She's
0: from Savannah or Athens. She's from no, no. She's from Savannah, okay, but she I was, was like,
2: at oh. the gay club in Athens at the night that I was very intoxicated. So I don't remember too much of it, but I just remember so meeting exciting. her. And, Aww. Yeah. So that's cool.
0: Cool. Okay. Well, I love that. Um, tell us. So we've we've been talking a little bit about Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've mentioned that Sarah and I did we mention your assistant directing, right? Did we mention that? She yet? didn't. <gasps> okay, so let's talk a little bit about who's on your team. Okay. Who's on the filmmaking team?
2: So Brandon Mitchell is directing, and then Sarah Hodges over here. She is our assistant director. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you mentioned it already, but Nicole she is playing lisa in That's it right, yeah. and then she is also editor and then she's also dit indeed so yeah she's pulling many many hats
0: um, well you know i like hats she always has too many hats <laughs> <laughs> i don't feel like it's too many hats cuz honestly like i feel like when you're the person Behind the film. Like when you're in Patrick's seat. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're... Fi- in indie film, you find yourself wearing a lot of hats. Yeah. Where you're like oh, man. marketing the film and encouraging people and getting them on board. So you're like producing and you're getting the team together. And like when shit falls through, you're like, I got to plug this hole with a solution. And like... And you're also acting in it. I hope we mentioned that. I'm oh, sorry yes. if we didn't. But I'm Patrick playing the Duchess. Patrick is the, <laughs> <playing Dutchess laughs> the Duchess. And so I am he's your playing this Incredibly. Pivotal in every scene practically in the film. And you're also, like, doing the marketing and doing the crowdfunding campaign and, like. Yeah, it's a lot of work. So, like, you're the one who's wearing a lot of hats. Like, literally all I'm doing is walking on set and plugging up some cards into a computer and transferring them to a drive. like that's (laughs) Yeah, I mean, going on camera and, like, acty-acty in front of the camera. And that's, like, not, you know, that's nothing compared to what you're doing to get this film made Even AD. I mean, you're doing way more more work than I am, frankly. The AD.
2: The scheduling that they're doing both Brandon and Sarah, like I don't envy that at all. Like yeah, it's, it is I don't a, envy
1: it, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you,
2: that is a work of art that... Brandon and Sarah put together because yeah. this was a tight schedule to put together when you have eight well, different actors. there's lots of
0: actors and then lots of crew people. You're right. shooting over multiple days, right? On a low budget, location people. Multiple, yeah, and you know it's hard to find. Yeah, it's just kind of hard to find. So the it was threading need. a needle,
2: and I really tipped my. And head you're off. doing
0: some public park shooting so you got to get permits, yes. and you got insurance, and the whole thing.
2: So, um, fun story, and I. I think I already messaged you, but our permit got approved. I heard. Yay! yay! So it's official. Um, yeah, no insurance has come through, but, um, but yes, permit came oh, through. Oh, the
0: insurance will come through. Believe me, they want your money. I know. I know. They're <laughs> <laughs> not going to hold you up you on know? that one. <laughs> I'm ready
2: to give it to them. Here, take my money. Um, so we have Kat Brennan, who worked with you all on the parts that stay That's as right. our director of photography. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. She Love is her. amazing. Oh
0: my god, she. Can we just talk about what how what a magical person she, she, is. she is? And Johnny truly, too. Johnny. I adore them. Two unicorns. Like yeah.
1: Yeah. I was about to say. Oh. You 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 unicorns
2: for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I love them. Um yeah, so Johnny's on this as well. Mm-hmm. Um as Gaffer. Yes, as Gaffer. Yeah. Very then, important job. Very mm-hmm. very very important. We have our friend Sandra Patton who is our production manager and mm-hmm. is an incredibly huge help.
0: yeah i'm uh we haven't worked with her on uh sarah and i have not worked with her on a film before but we've met her before and she's uh work i'm excited to be working on a project she's on because i really wanted to get to know her more and yeah uh respect her work
2: i respect her work too and just just the organization and then just also the other talents that she's bringing to this and Mm -hmm. it's been like everyone else and being a tremendous help Mm -hmm. um we talked to your cousin Sam, who is doing catering. Yay, Yay. Sam,
0: my cousin, who uh, she's an amazing cook. Yes, and, amazing. Uh, m- restaurant m- and restaurant and event planning and management and stuff. And she did s- the catering for us on the parts that day as well. And also way back when we did the mother load back oh, in oh wow twenty when was that twenty fourteen yeah. Uh, the Motherlode web series. She did catering uh, for that on a, not all the days because we shot a lot. We shot like I don't know over the the course of time. It may have been six or eight days, and mm-hmm. she did part some of those days because that was spread out over months and months and months. Yeah,
2: 2014 that was so long so ago. Long ago. That
0: she feels like most a memorably ago. compiled all of the. Uh, um, Greek food for the carnival nice. like the the kids carnival yes. oh where goodness. Andy had to eat all those meatballs she, she and she did that oh my yes.
2: goodness
1: <laughs> and the
0: spapan ho- co- mm-hmm.
1: yeah she the... collected
0: all of the food that we needed for all that fu- why do I always write st- I feel like I always I always so write stuff rude. where Andy's eating Yes, it That's makes so... me laugh when he has to eat something I don't yes. know, like I I wrote something anyway Uh, but yeah. So Sam is doing the catering. Sam's doing catering. I just want to take a moment to respect the cookies and brownies that she made on the parts that stayed. Oh my goodness, they were so good. Silly sugar. I know. I God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But I remember people coming in in the morning, asking if those cookie we had any more of those because they wanted to eat them for breakfast. Oh, that's how good they were. I definitely ate them for for, breakfast. Maybe that
2: needs to be what we order for breakfast. Um and, and then, some
0: sugar free stuff for Sarah. Yes. Sam knows. Sam knows. Sam she knows. She can make you some options. Them. She's good. She's good with that
2: stuff. And then rounding out the cast, we have myself playing the Duchess. We have mm-hmm. John Bertulo as James, our journalist. I love him. He's we great. Great actor. Nicole as Lisa. And then we have our friend Laura Myers, who is my friendly neighbor.
0: Who gets the biggest laughs every time we read through really, the script. Yes. She really nails it. She
2: guns it. it. Yeah. Um we have Hillary Heath as Beatrice slash who Wonderful. turns into Countess of Cabbage Town. Oh my God, she's great. Jasmine Waters as Roberta. Amazing. Who does not believe in the Duchess and believes that you cannot do all that.
0: Oh, amazing. But,
1: but doesn't she become someone? The... She, we well, give well, let's, her,
2: no spoilers. Okay, okay, no spoilers, okay no spoilers, never mind. never mind. We give her something, but she doesn't want it. Yeah, let's okay, just put okay, it that okay, way. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and then rounding out the cast, we have our incredible friends, um, Melissa Kunap and Brian Ashton Smith, playing mm-hmm. two joggers in the park who direct James in the Right Direction.
0: Adore them. Great cast. Mm -hmm. Great So just
2: wonderful people. And one of the best things about getting to work with friends is that you already know that they're talented and amazing. Mm -hmm. So you don't even have to worry about that part. Mm -hmm. And really, all the stress just comes from pre-production because – As I experienced on the parts that stay, once you get on set, it just all melts away. You're just like, it's happening. It's happening. And you're among friends, so it just melts away. And you're just like, let's do something amazing.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I think that uh, pre-production is – there are a lot of things – look, I love love a spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love a fucking spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. I love to talk about things that are happening. Mm -hmm. So I do love that aspect of pre-production. But in – sometimes pre-production is like – I feel like it's the most painful part because you're just like – Constantly, and I don't know if this changes when you have enough money to throw money at problems. I think
2: it gets worse because it's so much money, and yeah, Yeah, maybe it's too much much on the line. Yeah, Yeah.
0: but it's just like you're constant. I feel like you're just putting out fires every day. You are, and it's just like you're like, is this? You're like, I know this is happening. I know we've set a date, but like, it's just like pre-production is this torturous purgatory in between you and your film. Yes,
2: Yes. that's what
0: it feels like to me. And I wish I could look at it more positively, but I feel like that's what it's like. But then when you get on set, you're just like, everybody's there, everybody's doing their jobs. Like, it's this magical camp. You're like at camp film and you're Mm -hmm. making this movie together. And then, of course, post-production is like the fucking icing on the cake to me. That's my favorite. Because you get the show back and you're like, now I'm making the movie. Like, I put all this in and my reward for all of this is this footage and yeah. now I get to make the movie and that's what I get
2: excited And I about. think you and I are leading to the same thing because for me the fun part is acting in it or mm-hmm. y- actual production mm-hmm. and then I'm assuming what you mean by editing it, too, is my favorite part is sharing it with everyone. Yes. And that's so, yes, like, that's by I mean. editing yes. it, you get to make it into the piece that yeah. people can see and experience, yes. and you get to see their reaction to yeah. it. And they're yeah. like, don't look at me, but look at me, but don't look at me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm not one of those actors who – like, I know a lot of actors who are like, oh, I hate watching myself. And I'm like oh. – I'm like, why would I have gotten into this if I didn't love looking at myself? Like, I like, I doesn't even when I'm giving a bad performance. I'm like, look at me. How I mean, could this be better? Let's rewind it and watch it again. Like, I am the most. I like, I love watching myself more than anyone else. I promise you.
2: Okay, I like watching myself in the privacy of my. Like, I don't like, I don't like watching myself with other people. It does. Yeah, I get a little scared
0: in a. Festival setting or something, yeah.
2: But in my recording studio in the back of the shop, like, okay, this sounds bad, but I will turn on my my camera and mm-hmm. I will just watch myself and I will wink at myself. and I herself. love it. I am the shit, but in front That's of other people. That's why you're an actor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's why yeah. we're doing so You guys are attractive. Tra- 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 you guys are good. So are you. Uh, so are you, Sarah.
2: No. You are. I'm fine. I'm and okay. one of these days you're going to believe it. Mm-hmm. The Duchess says so. Mm-hmm.
0: And then a crown appears. Yes. <laughs> um okay let's see okay i definitely want to get to this so okay. what made you want to make this film right now
2: wow okay i'm gonna preface this okay with talk that i did with my therapist starting probably in 2016 okay. and i told him then i was like there's gonna come a point in all this transition process where i'm gonna to have to choose between like getting on hormones and going to the doctor and all that mm-hmm. or making a film because I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way this is gonna go. That was two thousand sixteen. Yeah. yeah. And at the beginning of this year, Brandon and I, we were tired of talking about it. We we're just like, let's just do this, like yeah. and I was itching to make something like yeah. after spending the better part of last year uh, going on four auditions for this one role for a trans actress. Yeah. And then or for a trans woman role. Yeah. And then not getting it yeah. and then it's like it's time to create my own work like mm-hmm. it's time to make my own opportunities mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I got really depressed about losing out on that part or not yeah. getting it and it's just a way to put the control back in my hands mm-hmm. um, and also tell my own narrative and tell my own stories and yeah. or tell these stories that I think should be told
0: mm-hmm. yeah
2: for sure and so putting the control back in my hands helped me out of that slump and then mm-hmm. also it just started this magical journey of bringing the story to life and checking something off my bucket list of like, I'm going to make a film. Like that's yeah. crazy. That's fucking I know. crazy. The
0: funny thing is like, it's, I almost forget sometimes that this is like kind of, and f- correct me if I'm wrong, like the kind of the first film that you're making.
2: Yes. And
0: the reason that I forget that is because I feel like you're such a, a prolific writer who mm-hmm. makes really amazing work. That, that your work has been produced by others over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Because Sarah's first film that she ever directed was a film that you had written called Hi, Grandma.
2: I mentioned that in the promo for – Which you the can Dead watch
0: Sh- on our Vimeo mm-hmm. and YouTube channel right now. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Grandma. Right now. Uh, written by you. Uh, and also, of course, all the sketch shows that we've done, um, Patrick has been in almost every show, not all of them, but almost all of them.
2: Because y'all are yeah. amazing.
0: Because no, you're, you're amazing. amazing. Like, Stop I feel it. like all we did was set, like, set a date and all then make was people like, show up. <laughs> and Patrick wrote all this amazing work. Uh-huh. And so it's like, sometimes I forget that, that this, that's what this is, is like you taking that into your own hands and that's so beautiful because I have so much I've so loved being a part and seeing and like all of the work that you've done up to this point. Yeah. So I think this is so exciting.
2: Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but Nicole I've been in my own mind, I've been calling you the doula of this film. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Like I feel like you're helping me coach and like <laughs> the, Come on, just breathe. Push. Breathe. It. <laughs> like <laughs> it is a bit
0: like that when you're making a film. It doesn't so, yeah, feel like that. She gave
2: yeah. me a smudge stick and then I did. Well, it was a bag of tea as well to help calm me down like a month oh. or so ago and it was like
0: the Lemon balm. Lemon balm. is yes. what I drink. I drink it every night for my anxiety.
2: <laughs> so that helped so much. Yes, I cleared out some bad spirits and some bad juju. That's great. So yeah, but yeah, I don't even know what the question was, but yes.
0: No, I. That was that was great. I'm. I think that that totally makes. That, that's beautiful. It's beautiful that you're making this film, and I think it's really important that you're making this film. And I have seen the Duchess. Herself take on this positive role in the community, yeah, where she's bringing, and you as her are bringing love and acceptance and ease and peace to people in the community.
2: That's what's been surprisingly shocking. So
0: beautiful.
2: And at a certain point, when Eddie and I were walking through the Summer Shade Festival a couple of weeks ago. I thought, man, okay, so is life imitating art or is art imitating life? Because mm-hmm. we were walking through the park and I was dressed as the duchess and yeah. just talking with people and it, it it was a really weird experience. And then also at the reading where – I don't know if you remember this, but Jose spoke up about like – he spoke up about trans role models or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he had talked to me in private about just like representation being more out there and mm-hmm. – you know, it's, it's humbling. Like, mm-hmm. that's really the only word that comes to mind. Because, like, if I could do a tiny bit of making a difference, then that's awesome. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I just want to do good in the world. So Well, Instead you are. And
0: I can see it. And it's a it's a, it's a beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. And I think it's just, like, I think we just, <laughs> we all need that right now. Like, the world needs that so much right now.
2: That was the other thing, too, is I can't remember who I mentioned this to, but... 2016 was a very depressing year because of the election mm-hmm. and there was a sense yeah. of hopelessness and mm-hmm. then the year before that in 2015 with the Charleston shooting mm-hmm. and then in 2016 not only with the election but then with the poll shooting it just felt like it yeah. was one thing on top of the other and this huge sense of feeling hopeless mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I felt like 2017 I was just like not wallowing in that hopelessness mm-hmm. but then last year was sort of coming out of it and this year feels like in my mind, I kind of referenced, I don't know if you ever saw V for Vendetta. A long time
0: ago. A long time ago. Long time ago.
2: But at the turn of that movie, like Natalie Portman's character, she's just not afraid anymore. She's mm-hmm. tired of living in fear. And that's kind of how mm-hmm. I feel at this moment. I'm just like, I'm tired of living in fear and I want to do good. And kind of that Mr. Rogers quote, like, be the person that runs towards something because those are the helpers. So be a helper. yeah Aww.
0: And what I love about the Duchess is that she brings that hope and positivity, but not like – but there's like – it's not empty. Like she has – as a person who's been through things and has pain too, and she's taken that pain and taken into – turned it into something that she can bring light into other people's lives. Yeah. Anyway, I just think that's great.
2: I think that's just a message for all of us is like we've all – been through some horrible things and I think that you can you can let it weigh you down or you can use it somehow and Mm -hmm. hope that someone else doesn't have to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. So and I think all of y'all do that too. So Oh
1: well thanks. Thank you.
0: Um okay, let's see how I would like to know And, like, you know, if you've already – I feel like we've said a couple things about this, but I I know this film has, like, inspiration from, like, other films maybe. So, like, I'd love to hear about films that you grew up with or films in your past that maybe – inspired this film? Like the look of it or the okay. top topics or anything. Okay, this is a fun question. Okay.
2: This started back in two thousand six with Marie Antoinette.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Um that is Which one of those my- on IMDB right for now. For free. Like, yeah. For free. Okay, uh go, well go watch, I gotta it. watch it.
2: People crap all over Kirsten Dunst, but Kirsten Dunst is amazing, number I think one. she's a fabulous actor. They crap yeah. over that movie, but Sofia Coppola did an amazing job of telling the story of Marie Antoinette, especially mm-hmm. in the way that she did, because Marie Antoinette did not have a voice in her time. and No, she didn't. And I think the way that she made that movie so lyrically and just amazing style choices and bringing in will, contemporary. and
1: soundtrack yes too. I am still I in love still, with that soundtrack. I still listen to the soundtrack here. Yeah.
2: yes so that movie definitely influenced it and then there's also a movie with Keira Knightley called The Duchess oh,
0: about Marie really? Antoinette's
2: contemporary um, George, Georgina I think is her name Cavendish mm. it was a great 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 something of both Diana Spencer mm-hmm. Princess Diana and then also Winston Churchill okay. those two are also related mm. separate cadet branches of the same mm-hmm. family um And then Florence Foster Jenkins and the way that the maker of that movie was able to take this very outlandish character Mm -hmm. and give her depth. And just the single moment, like there's this nugget of a scene about her talking about what happened in her life. Yeah. And that's the only moment where that really breaks through. But then it puts everything else in such beautiful perspective and you mm, see the influence. I can see how
0: this influenced yeah. the movie. And you yeah. can
2: see also how Florence Foster Jenkins had her own detractor. And if you've never seen the movie, it's about this lady who she wants to sing, and so she gives this concert in Carnegie Hall, but she has a horrible singing voice. After going through yes. all these and Meryl lessons,
0: Street plays her, right? Right, yeah. plays her
2: in the movie. And mm-hmm. so, so there's this first scene where the this wife, younger wife of someone, hears her Florence Foster sing- Jenkins singing in one scene. And laughs so hard, she has to crawl out of the theater. And it's just heartbreaking. Oh, God. But then... I feel by, like I've been there. But by the end of the movie, this <laughs> character has made a turn. And that wife, when the other people in the big concert that Florence Foster Jenkins is about to yeah. give start laughing, she stands up and she says, you all shut your mouths and you pay this lady respect. Oof. Because she made an impact, like Florence yeah. did with this lady. And yeah. so... It's just about doing good. And that's what Florence wants to do in the movie as well. And so that movie was a big inspiration, I think, as well. And then going back to Lady Chablis, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Mm, Yes. And I think if you do watch the movie, you will hopefully see a bit of that playing out between James and the Duchess in the same way that Lady Chablis and what was his name? And what is his name in real life? I'm
0: trying to remember who. John Cusack. John Cusack, yes. The way that I saw this movie in the theater, but it was like in high. I feel like it was in high school, maybe.
2: Brennan and I had to rewatch it. Okay. over the holidays, just because I now feel like I have a huge like list of yeah, I have not homework. Any of these, except yeah. for mar-
1: mar- 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 Marie Antoinette.
2: Marie Antoinette is a good one, and then and then also, so we ended up talking to our DP, director of photography, Kat Brennan, mm-hmm. and she had pulled in.
0: She's always good with pulling in the movies. Yeah. She's
2: pulled in these shorts, and it was these amazing shorts. And I wish I could remember his name, mm-hmm. but it shorts with like Kirsten Dunst and Kate okay. Blanchett and okay. Kate Winslet. Ooh! And wow, what a
0: trifecta! I don't want to get his
2: name wrong, so I'm not even going to try to. But it's just these really cool shorts. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe them. But it was a certain aesthetic that Cat pulled from them, of like, okay playing with silence and voiceovers and also the mood set well, by I'm gonna lighting. i have to ask Kat what these films are. I have them on my Vimeo. I just don't okay. have it at the ready right okay. now. But I feel like that and then also a little bit of Bell with Gugu Mbatha-Raw.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I don't know that one.
2: Because there are just so few period pieces for black women period and mm-hmm. then even less so for black trans women. Mm-hmm. So... When I saw her in Bell, that was just kind of this wow moment of like, oh, my goodness, there's a black woman in a period piece, in an English period piece at that. And yeah. it felt grounded enough to where, like, her story was very truthful about being the illegitimate daughter of an English nobleman. Mm-hmm. And he s- said that he wasn't just going to reject her, leave her, but there was no place for her in English society. and mm-hmm. So it was just, it's just a really cool story. Okay. Yeah. Well, damn. I've got a, a whole, lot. I've got write
0: a these homework down list. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I can go back and I'll write them down. Well, yeah. You well. can't. <laughs> so, I don't know if that answers Sarah's your question. Sarah's like, I don't listen to
2: this fucking podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like
0: listening to myself.
2: I just participate in this.
0: Uh, wow. Okay. That is that is awesome. Um. All right. So last question because this is the George Made Podcast. Mm-hmm. By the way, I have been thinking while we sit here that, so not to interrupt this interview, but I'm going to. Um, this. So we were planning to release this second in this month, but fuck that. Uh, I think that we should release it first, and I'm just going to release them back to back.
2: Okay. Uh, okay.
0: So because if we do that, then we'll get this one out right before, the, we'll get the Emmys right out before the Emmys. Okay. So fuck it. Okay. This is going out next week cuz well, I okay. cuz you're doing a crowdfunding campaign right now. I am. And we, anything we can do to get people excited about this crowdfunding campaign yes. is yes. important. Yes. And, and so how could you not listeners, how can you not listen to this amazing fucking story and not want to go uh where it would tell where can they donate?
2: They can donate at www.seedandspark.com/fund. Slash Duchess of Grant Park,
0: and you should yes, you and there's should. really cool perks. We'll there, get we'll get we'll get to this more in the plug section, okay. but I just thought now All would be a good time to drop that in there yes. because uh, that is ongoing. That's happening right now. It is uh, my last question before okay. we get to the lightning round. Is um since this is the Georgia Made podcast, what do you th- what is your favorite thing about making films in Georgia?
2: Community. Mm. Um, And I've heard this at a lot of other places that I've – in Atlanta with people who have come in from out of town. Mm -hmm. Because
0: we've had like an influx of people coming from surrounding areas. Mm -hmm. We have.
2: And what a lot of people talk about is just this willingness to help. Mm -hmm. It's it's like, if I can do this, let me put you in touch with someone who can. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's just that Southern hospitality where Mm -hmm. like, look, I can't do this, but honey, let me help you. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And even, like, when I – about the permit, and I don't know if this is just standard procedure, but the guy called me to tell me, like, your permit's been approved, and I started – They would never do that in L.A. Right. That's why I feel like never. they're just too many. And yeah. it's just like, I can't believe you're calling me to tell yeah. me that. Now I'm crying on the phone with you. But, yes, oh, come on. Oh, that's
0: beautiful.
2: It could have been the glass Prosecco. I had 11 in the morning.
1: <laughs> I don't
2: know. I'm not a scientist. but um, <laughs> Not only that, but I also got this phone call because when I – Got it that day. I was going to go meet with someone to talk about some pop up perks. You know, mm-hmm. to stay tuned to find out.
0: Ooh, I'm excited.
2: To know but more about in order that. to make the presentation really impactful, that was just a day that I was just dressed up as the Duchess, Ooh, full yay. on get out, head yes. to toe. So the Duchess makes things happen. She does.
1: She does. She has a crown. She does.
2: Although, Beautiful. in case you did not know this, crowns and tiaras are considered formal wear and only to be worn after six p.m.
1: Oh, After yes. 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically, your entire ev- film is a lot. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. Unless okay. it's a formal event like a wedding or something okay. else oh, during the day. Or like a coronation. Like a coronation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah. And so all the scenes are coordinated to where there is only, you only see the crown a few moments, but otherwise there's hats. Oh.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. That's interesting. I hadn't known kn- 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 about this, this, this is 6
0: p.m. rule. Yep. That makes sense, I guess.
2: Because I, I think 6 p.m. was also the standard, like, call to dinner and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Now I'm just picturing, nice. like, royalty sitting in their pajamas, but with a crown on, <laughs> um, watching Netflix. <laughs> so that's
2: actually what I do with my crown at home. <laughs> like, that crown is for self-care. That's where this started oh, yeah. So, yeah, if you just need to sit in the bathtub with your tiara on, do it.
0: You know what? I'm going to tell you. It does make you feel... That crown really does make you feel better. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just makes you feel like anything's possible. You're especially. Like,
0: wow. I've, I'm royalty.
2: I'm the fucking shit. Yes. 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 Please give me more cheese. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Let's get to our lightning round. Okay, I'm nervous. Uh, and uh, I don't remember if we mentioned this, but if, as our first guest, uh, this is very exciting because um, it's our first lightning round. Oh, so uh, I okay. hope we'll have, hopefully we'll have more guests on the show in the future and yes. we'll have to do more yeah, lightning know. rounds. Um, okay, lightning round. So these are like quick, quick, okay. quick answers. All right. Favorite set snack? Peanuts? Ooh, that's surprising. I don't know. What Gummy bears
2: okay. jelly beans. So, look.
0: <laughs> but peanuts is the healthy answer.
2: Um. So, as a recovering jelly bean and gummy bear addict, okay. like, those are big triggers for me, because Ooh. once I start, I will not stop. Okay. So, mm-hmm. peanuts
0: is, like, the healthy choice.
2: Right, because I feel like you can just binge on them. And, I mean, yes, there are consequences. But, but it's protein. Right. And at a certain point, protein is going to make you sick. Mm -hmm. and you're just going to stop. Now, gummy bears and jelly beans, they will make you sick. Will I stop? No. No, I will not. Mm -hmm. Good point. Um, (laughs) Good point. I will eat through the nausea. All
0: right, next question. Film or digital? Stop it.
2: (laughs) Stop it. I love the old school aesthetic of film, but for ease and everything, digital.
0: I mean, And I say that as someone who
2: worked with film in, like, dark rooms, like, for the photography. Mm. Like, I love film, Mm -hmm. but... Digital so much easier, and I can shoot away as much as I like.
0: Digital has democratized it.
2: It ha- it really has, mm-hmm. and it's enabled a lot more stories to come out.
0: Absolutely. Um, binge watch or space it
2: out. Binge watch <laughs> all day. <laughs> like, well, I'm very impatient. I am yeah. so impatient. You're like, I gotta watch it all. Now. I can't even wait for coffee to cool down because I hate hot coffee. So I, I eat pour- snacks
0: while I'm heating up food.
2: Yes. Same here. <laughs> same
0: here. <laughs> like if I'm heating up something in the microwave, I can't even wait for it to be done. I got to have a bag of chips while I'm heating up that food. So glad
2: I'm not the only one. Mm. Uh, so yeah, binge all day long. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Um. Okay. You Maybe we've already answered this or maybe we haven't. Um, favorite self-care ritual for staying sane during production. Oh, okay. Because um, I think that
2: is critical. That is very critical. Um, Actually, it's very simple. Um, I unplug with Eddie. That's great. Yeah. I love it. And I'll just ask. Stay him for
0: grounded it. with somebody who's not in the biz.
2: Just does not care. It's like, cool. Uh, so I did this today and it's like, that's what I need. I just need yeah. to completely disconnect and mm-hmm. it's possible. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I love it. All right. Last question.
2: Oh,
0: um, a movie you didn't write, but wish you did.
2: That is very easy. This artist tourmaline has found this trans character from the eighteen. 18- 60s Mm -hmm. not character person mary jones okay who it's a historical person and she made a short film about it
0: oh do you remember do you know the title of this film
2: i feel like it may be called mary jones but if you search for tourmaline on instagram okay that is the artist and scholar who made the film also Mm -hmm. do you know who's executive producer of it who mr keanu (gasps)
0: <gasps> what? Yeah. yeah. It's the key it's part of the sans
2: Yes. Yes, it is. He was a magical <laughs> person who came in and decided, let's do this. So yeah, Keanu Sans. I love It's it. real. He's magical. He certainly
0: he certainly seems
2: to be. Yeah. Well,
0: thank you, Patrick. Thank Sarah, you. Sarah, do you have anything that we haven't covered that you wanna? Uh no. <laughs> 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 I love um, you. Patrick, thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you on the for having show. me. Um, it has been a pleasure talking to you about this film. And uh I, now would be a good time to reiterate uh some information about your crowdfunding campaign because it is ongoing right now. This now that we are releasing this as our first installment okay. uh, of this two part episode. Um This will be going out on Wednesday. Okay. This coming Wednesday. So um, the crowdfunding campaign is in full swing.
2: In very full swing. We will wrap up our first week on Tuesday. So yes, Wednesday will be the start of the second week. Mm -hmm. The crowdfunding campaign ends on October 3rd. So you have until then. Oh, so
0: we've got lots of time. We've
2: got time. And you should, number one, follow along because it's an amazing adventure. And we'll be sharing scenes from production because this crowdfunding campaign will be going through that Mm -hmm. but not only that there are some awesome amazing perks um you can get a shout out on social media Mm -hmm. but also you could possibly get a tiara if you if you play cards right you can also have tea with the duchess you can get a duchess themed photo shoot and what else is there oh if you feel so inclined there is also a knighting ceremony um
0: yeah, pretty amazing perks. So yeah, not, not your usual fuzzy T-shirt. These are like
2: these are pretty, pretty awesome. real deal. Oh oh oh, a handwritten letter from the Duchess with a wax embossed seal.
0: Mm. Beautiful.
2: So I just heard back from the embossed people with mm-hmm. the wax, and they're like, "It's on its way." So you're welcome. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> But the biggest thing is that for $25, that will ensure that you get a private digital viewing of the film once everything is completed. That's beautiful. Yeah.
0: Um, Almost like pre-sales.
2: It is like pre-sales. It's very much pre-sales. But you're like
0: supporting the film. So you're like helping to produce the film, but you're also getting-
2: You're going in and getting your ticket and then making sure that we get to make this film because the thing about our crowdfunding campaign is that- the money is going towards paying our people who are working behind the scenes to make this thing happen. Our DP, yep. our gaffer, our best boy, our AC, our hair, our wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Because all the costumes and props came out of my pocket. Yep. Because it's the Duchess's property. So come let anybody else have it. Yeah. So yeah.
0: I love it. And where where can they donate?
2: You can donate by going to www.seedandspark.com slash fund slash Duchess of Grant Park.
0: And uh, the Duchess is very active on social media.
2: Very, very, very. And not only that, but, and of course, once we finish with production, but part of our ongoing campaign is the Crown Yourself campaign, Mm -hmm. where we bring people in and we do a quick little round of tea or coffee or crown a tiara and also some heftier questions like, what have you been through that has made you stronger? Yeah. And then who knows, you may get a crown out of it.
0: It's beautiful. Yeah. So where can they follow the Duchess on social media?
2: You can follow the Duchess on Instagram at Duchess of Grant Park mm-hmm. or on Facebook at Duchess of Grant Park or Twitter Park Duchess. Yes. Yes, it had to change because there's a limit on Twitter and it annoyed the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. And also
0: there's like a Duchess, a Grant Duchess or something. <laughs> there is. It yeah. makes it very confusing. And yeah. Yeah.
2: I had already made Twitter, I mean I'd already made Instagram and Facebook, so I could not change by that point mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. the website also www.duchessofgrantpark.com. which has
0: all kinds of goodies on there.
2: It does videos, you can find out more about the cast, you mm-hmm. can do everything on there, so.
0: So please follow this film. Um it's uh going to be exciting. There's all kind co- like constantly this amazing like content coming out with like do- Duchess videos and like there's lots uh, to keep up with yes. uh, throughout the production. And, um, you know, please you know, consider supporting the project. And if you don't have the money to f- financially donate, consider maybe sharing the campaign with some people you know.
2: Every like, tweet, follow, share helps our production and also just gets the Duchess out there mm-hmm. and amongst her people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show, Patrick. Um, thank you for having me. uh uh, listeners you can follow us uh where critical crop top at critical crop top on facebook twitter and instagram and you can follow this podcast the georgia made podcast at georgia made podcast on facebook and instagram and on twitter at georgia made pod please rate review subscribe tell a friend that you listen because it helps other people find us yeah um Oh no, we're out of tea. <gasps> we're out of tea and crumpets.
2: You're well to tell that.